I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. It's so nice to have you back on Scam Squad, and I know you have our special guest to introduce. Absolutely. Today, once again, we're very happy to have Doris Roof, who is the Senior Fraud Specialist for Montecito Bank and Trust, and she always brings very important information from the front line, so to speak, some of the things that she's seeing with her customers. So welcome, Doris. Thank you Mm -hmm. for coming back, and what have you got for us today? Well, thank you for inviting me. Always a pleasure. So I have a couple of things, and some of them we've repeated in the past, but this one seems to be coming to the forefront again, and it's what is considered the sweepstakes scam. And it may be scammers perpetrating to be the publisher's clearinghouse, um, stating that you've had some winnings and you're a big-time winner, and it's usually in the millions. Um, but before you can go ahead and claim that prize, they need additional information and additional monies from you to go ahead and pay the taxes on the win- winnings. So, And then they'll start communicating with you via email, and um, and it keeps on getting bigger and bigger uh, as far as asking for the amount. Either they haven't received the amount that you've sent, uh, so to keep things rolling, send more, um, and then it they just keep coming up with different stories. And I have to say that our, we've had a couple of our customers that were affected with this recently. And the one customer, unfortunately, was um, quite large in the amount that was lost. And basically, they were giving her the story, once again, for the taxes um, to go ahead and get the winnings. But somehow, they brought in Governor Newsom into it also. Oh, my like they, goodness. They lost oh, my the files, goodness. the monies. So, you know, all of that. Some of it was believable, but there were quite a few. In the email, there were grammar errors, and um, they actually spelt his name wrong, the governor's name wrong. Oh, how funny. So, but anyways, unfortunately, our customer did go ahead and keep thinking, okay, we'll send one last payment, and they were requesting money orders, U.S. Postal money orders, Mm. and then eventually became wires because send us the wire because that will expedite things. And the money started getting larger, and and this was only over a period of maybe about two weeks. You know, Doris, I've been noticing that there have been some national ads running lately about Publishers Clearinghouse, the real one. Marie Osmond seems to be their spokesperson. So they probably, though, don't ask for any money, do they, to enter? No, they don't. Now, one thing we did notice that the one customer did have a regular payment going to a publisher clearinghouse. Oh, interesting. does happen. Some people do go ahead and subscribe for the magazines or Mm -hmm. whatever. So they do get that monthly or quarterly payment that goes to them. And I don't know if that's how they, the scammers 
get some of the the bull's information because they know they are participating. So now let's go ahead and tell them they won because mm-hmm. they see those right. commercials with yeah. the big check coming to your house with the balloons and everything. (laughs) So, um, you know, I can see where somebody may initially believe that that's true because they do have a regular payment going out to them. Sure. So, and in this particular case, the one case, now the other case we didn't see that, but we're thinking that is how they may get the money. But it's, and in following the money, there was another person at the other end because they're asking to have the cashier's checks or the wires or the money orders being sent to an individual name, which does not happen. I mean, if you're going to win something, it's not going to go to a Jane Doe Uh or a Carol Smith or something. And that's what was happening. That and then the other end, of course, was also being scammed. Mm-hmm. So. And, and they, you mentioned that you were actually able to get some money back for these folks. Or we were able to get nothing in the amount that they lost, unfortunately. But we were able to get some money back. And the way we were able to do that is we traced where the money went and contacted the bank and they already had a hold on that money. Oh. So, but they had to convince their customer that it was a scam. So that bank already was aware of it too, that there was a scam going on, but customer did not believe that it was a scam and that they were part of the mule, you know, part of it. So they had to convince their customer before they could actually take that money and give it back to our customer. So. so let me ask you this. How did you discover that you had a customer who was being scammed? We have a system in place that gives us an alert for anything that is out of pattern for that customer. Uh-huh. So it follows the customer um, pattern because the system already has the transactions fed into it. So it knows, well, this is what the customer usually spends is about, let's say, 4000 a month or something. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they're spending 10000 a month or fifteen. Oh. So we get an alert saying, hey, something's wrong here. This is not normal for this customer. And then when we start checking into it deeper, we can tell, oh, yeah, where is that wire going to? Oh, what is this postal service money order? And you can start following the trail a little bit. And then we can always tell where it's going to, you know, by what's on the back of the check. Sometimes we can get in contact with that bank. Sometimes we can't. Unfortunately, the larger banks, it's a little bit harder to get to somebody to try, but this was a smaller bank. Are these wire transfers that you're talking about? I really don't even know what a wire transfer is. Is that something that customer initiates through your bank? How does that work? Yes. Um, So the customer would initiate it through our bank, Mm -hmm. and they would go ahead and send the money out. Now, our branches will go ahead and discuss that with the customer. Uh They'll ask, Uh how did you get this information? Did you get it from an email? Or did you actually speak to somebody in person? So we have a series of questions that we try to incorporate into our conversations. And sometimes customers are forthcoming. Other times, no, it's for family, and then it really isn't. So we can only go on by what the customer is telling us. 
Wow, so, it's so great that Montecito Bank and Trust does that because I imagine you've saved your customers an enormous amount of money that could have mm-hmm. otherwise lost it through scams. Yeah, we definitely have stopped some of the wires. The hard part with a wire, if a customer insists that we send that money, we'll try to do everything in our power because we suspect there's something else going on. Yeah. Uh, but if they insist that it has to go out by such a... I mean, we can't refuse that. Yeah. Know, so. yeah. And that's the hard part because sometimes it is very hard to convince somebody that sure. there's something wrong with this picture happening. Yeah. Well, you know, this is good timing because I know that the sweepstakes scams are very big right now. There's been a big resurgence for some strange reason. Interestingly enough, this notice fell out of my newspaper the other day for Publishers Clearinghouse. I suspect this is the real Publishers Clearinghouse. I have no idea. But they're Mm -hmm. promising me $1,000 a day for life. It was an envelope with this notice in it that fell out of the newspaper. And uh, it asks me to act immediately and fill out an official entry form. Mm -hmm. But it does say down at the bottom, no purchase or fee necessary to enter. A purchase won't improve an individual's chance of winning. But now the true test would be if I filled this out and then I got a phone call saying, oh yes, you've won, but you have to pay the taxes. That would Mm -hmm. tip me off that it is a scam. I don't think I will fill it out, but I'm a little (laughs) bit tempted just to see what would happen. (laughs) And I think that is very smart that you're doing that. Because, I mean, even let's say everything is on the up and up, the taxes are not going to be paid until you've actually received that check. Exactly. So if you've got that check in your hand, now you've got to decide how you're going to pay that tax. And it's not going to go to an individual individual person. No, this is not even claiming I won. This is saying, hey, would you like to enter? So I suspect this might be the real publisher's clearinghouse, but who knows? Who knows? Right. But the thing that's interesting, and I've said this before, surveys show that one half of all adult Americans play the sweepstakes. Mm. So that's why it's such a lucrative area for fraudsters. Because so many people like to play sweepstakes, and so they fall into this trap that the scammers set with these Mm -hmm. fake solicitations. So it's a very, very lucrative scam, which is why it keeps happening here in the United States and all Mm -hmm. over the world. So thank you for bringing that up again, Doris, because it's really important to let everybody know this is not a good idea to play the sweepstakes, especially if they're asking you to pay money to play. And in fact, I think it's illegal to enter a contest or a sweepstakes and have to pay. It is. And it's also illegal to play a foreign lottery. If you have to send money to a foreign government to play their lottery, uh, that's illegal. Mm. So that's another, you know, it's sort of a related sweepstakes lottery. Although hope never dies. I really do want to win a fortune of money. So please do. Patty, maybe I'll I'll send this application along to you. You can fill it out. (laughs) I might just do that. I, you know, I don't know. But that's the catch. You know, everybody sees the pictures of people winning. And that's what Las Vegas and other places are based upon is just that hope. And I think the ad with Marie Osmond says, something don't lose hope but you know we all have that hope yeah so Doris what else have you 
God for us. You mentioned a couple of other things that we should be alerted to. Yes, and the one that I'm going to just bring up also is scammers claiming to be with the DOJ preying on the elderly. So it's the Office of Justice Programs and the Office of Victims um, have received multiple reports that individuals claiming to represent the Department of Justice are calling members of the public as part of an imposter scam. So they're calling people, claiming to be someone that needs information, and their DOJ investigator, and they're trying to get personal information from you. Right. So once again, they're asking for social and address, mother's maiden name, possibly whatever is personal to you should not be given out. If you receive one of these calls, hang up, look up the Department of Justice and look for their legitimate phone number and call them. And I can almost guarantee you they will say that they have not attempted to contact you. Yeah. If you feel like you need to validate that, that's what you should do. And I got this same warning from the Department of Justice about scammers claiming to be with the Department of Justice and preying on the elderly. So, Doris, I'm so glad you brought this up because I was planning to mention it also. Don't be fooled by a phone call from somebody claiming to be with Department of Justice. It is a scam. Mm -hmm. So what else are you experiencing Um, or hearing about? And this one's a little bit more on definitely our town, on our beautiful little town here that the scammers are targeting the Postal Service blue mailbox bins and in particular the one on Anna Kappa. I'll just give you one customer scenario that we've had. We had one customer that they had dropped off the mail in the blue bin in front of the main post office. It was taken out of there. The checks were washed, etc. Customer realized that filed um, a claim with us. We closed down the account. We, you know, immediately have the customer close the account, opened up a new one, went ahead and put mail in that post office box again, the one in front of the main post office. Once again, his checks were taken out. They were washed, altered, and cashed. And once again, he had to go ahead and close out his account. Oh, no. If at all possible. And he was not the only one. And we're actually, we have worked with local police department here in trying to, you know, try to do something to alert because it is a target. And we continue to be targeted, I would say, since around March when COVID started. So for some reason, it's an easy box. That box gets full really quickly. I think it's easy for them to go ahead and what is called fishing, you know, out of that box. And I hate to say that, you know, because we all love the post office and it's just something that needs to be looked at if at all possible. And if you feel comfortable, you take your mail inside or give it to your postman directly. Directly. I do that. I walk inside and I put my mask on and I have my letters sealed and stamped. And I just walk right up to the counter. I go to the head of the line. I put my mail down on the counter right in front of the postman and I walk out. You don't have to stand in line to do that because I know it's really not a good idea to use the blue bins, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, 
now that everybody is attempting yeah. to be cautious and shelter, it's much more tempting to use those blue bins because you don't have to get out of your car and go in to any kind of establishment, mm-hmm. a business or a, a store. Mm-hmm. You just throw your letters in the blue bin. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that mm-hmm. scammers have caught on to the fact that that's what people are doing more and more. And those blue bins are going to be just a treasure trove for these scammers. Yes, and so, it's continued. And and yeah. we understand some people have a hard time. If you have a, an issue with a hip or a knee or something, going up those steps sometimes or whatever, are, you know, it is difficult, mm-hmm. you know, COVID or not. Yeah. You know, so, but then try to give it to your postman if yeah. you can. Or maybe That's a neighbor a or somebody else can yeah. drop, that you do trust. it for you. Mm-hmm. If you have a some sort of a physical disability. That's such a centrally located mailbox. I wonder if the scammers are there, you know, in the middle of the night because you would think yeah. someone would see them. It must be a very quick process what they do to steal the mail. It must be. I wish they would put some kind of cameras or surveillance. I I know we're trying to work with the police department to try to get more answers mm-hmm. because it, we're not the only, you know, they're taking everyone's checks out of there. So I wow. know it's being all the banks within, you know, are having this issue and all the customers. So wow. it doesn't matter what age you are. Right. Everyone's being targeted with that one. Right. Businesses, everything. And you've told us before, your individual mailbox, we used to put the flag up, but that actually can be a flag for the scammers, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before we end, I'm going to mention one more thing that happened to me today. I got an email at work just warning people that if you get an email like this, it's a scam. I got an email at work from one of my credit card companies, supposedly, telling me that there were three purchases at Bed Bath & Beyond that I supposedly made on September the 16th that were declined. And basically, the message said, we declined uh, these purchases. However, just to check your contact information, click here. I didn't click there. I was immediately suspicious, so I called Chase, and after a little bit of a wait, I actually talked to a live person by some miracle, and they put me through to their fraud department, and they looked up my account, and they said, no, we don't have any record of any purchases being made on that date, so this is probably a scam. Forward that email to us, to our fraud department, which, of course, I did, and they said, basically, the scammer is phishing. They're trying to get you to click on that link and then provide your contact information. That was the whole point. So I thought, okay, it looked very, very legitimate, very Mm -hmm. legitimate. So just be forewarned, everybody. They're out there trying to get us. Thank you both for these great warnings. I mean, I don't think a day goes by when I don't get emails and texts and calls. A lot of them are even asking me about paying back my student loan. You know, it's been a long time since I've been a student, believe me. And I think it must be a numbers game for these people. They call enough people. Some of them may have shopped at Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, so. Sure, of course. mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say one last thing. You know, a lot of the scam, they run it like a business. Oh, yeah. You know, they've got their top tier, their middle tier, their the lower runners. And, yeah, they run it like a business. So, it's a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. It they really need is. to meet their goals. So, Vicki, do you have any good news for us today? 
I do have a little piece of good news here, and it is from the Federal Trade Commission. Apparently, there is a product called Quell, Q-U-E-L-L, which is a device that you wear below your knee that supposedly sends out electrical nerve stimulation, and it's supposed to treat chronic pain throughout the body when it's placed below the knee. And the company that was selling this product, Neurometrics, claimed that it was clinically proven and FDA cleared for widespread chronic pain relief. Well, apparently that was all a lie. The FTC said that they lacked scientific evidence to support that claim. So the FTC filed a lawsuit against these people, and the company agreed to stop making those deceptive claims and also to pay $4 million to go to refunds for the victims that were scammed by this particular claim by purchasing this particular device. So it says the $3.9 million is going to consumers nationwide who bought Quell. So there is some good news. The FDC does catch up with these people, and sometimes people do get money back. Thank you for sharing that good news. We can leave a little bit cheered up to know that uh, some of them are being held accountable for what they're doing. For sure. Well, thank you so much, Doris, for being with us today. And we look forward to talking to you again next month. So we really appreciate you. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Doris. Bye-bye. Already. Bye-bye.